Well, let's do this. Another great episode of the Wellness Farmer podcast where your health is my focus. I take what has become too complex and help you by simply focusing on where health is found inside of you. So how do we empower ourselves to feel our best? With care of our spines, eating nutrient-dense food grown on fertile soil without chemicals, adequate movement, and natural internal dialogue. And on today's episode, episode 211, I talk about a couple of ways that I personally am able to reduce stress. One will be pretty obvious, but the others not so much. So let me know, how do you reduce stress? Because there, there are many ways to do it, and I only give you four ways in today's episode, and there are many other things I would love to learn to, I'd love to return to do that, that also helps me reduce stress, but, excuse me, where I am at geographically, it kind of makes it a little difficult. But uh, hopefully I will find some times to, uh, to, to go and do that stuff that I also like. Um, the reason I talk about this today is because today I'm actually, well, not today, yesterday, I was able to do one of the things that helped me uh, be grounded. It helps me, brings me back to life. It brings me back to the reality of, yes, I can actually do what I'm doing. <laughs> Even though the majority of the time I would be like, can I do this? All right, let's continue. Well, today's 26th of April 2019, and I'm Ben Page, your host. And before I get into the main portion of this this episode, just a couple things. Um, I, have a, I have an email list. If you haven't joined it yet, um, I would love for you to join that. You get a couple chapters of my book, The Four Pillars of Health, absolutely free, and a couple articles also. And you, know, and you also get a uh, an email showing you some important episodes that you'd want to go back and listen to if you haven't listened or if you're a new listener. So join that email list if you haven't joined it yet. That's at apostolswithisfarm.com. There's many ways you can help me, and one of the ways you can help me to support me is just by purchasing your Amazon purchases through my website. So go to my website, Pastors Farm. There's a there's a button on the right portion of the webpage where it says Amazon. Click on that, and then do your normal Amazon uh, shopping. Hopefully, in that, it will be a purchase of my book, The Four Pillars of Health, for you and your loved ones, your family, your friends, and anyone else that could get, well... Everyone get help from the book, but anyone that you think would like to read a book like that, that's into this stuff. Um, so, of course, don't forget to get that, uh, the, your, your copy of The Four Pillars of Health. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, also do that because I have a video series where I kind of show you the obstacle I'm going through right now of trying to grow as much food as possible, but with very, very, very limited space. If you want to see how limited, go check those videos out if you haven't already checked those out. Also at Pastos Better This Farm on YouTube, and the series is called Huerta Urbana. Hopefully you like it. Let me know what you think. And of course, the best way to help me, and of course, if you're only getting value out of this podcast, if you get anything out of this podcast, if you become a better person, healthier in any aspect, and you want to bring me some of that back to me, you can go to patreon.com, and there you can actually give some value back for what I'm giving out. And hopefully, yeah, you find value in this podcast, and you want to bring some of that back, go to patreon.com, or just go to my webpage, and on the right side, there's also a Patreon button, it takes you right to my page on Patreon, and you can help me out. And if you want me to help you one-on-one, I am more than willing to help you one-on-one. Uh, if you want me to kind of coach you to who you truly are, health-wise and personal, if you like, um, I can do that. So go to my webpage, Pastor's Farm, and we will 
work together and I will help you become who you truly should become. Awesome. And that's it. My website, Pastors Right of the Farm. Okay, so you might think I'm kind of crazy or maybe you think I'm normal because maybe you were kind of raised the same way I was. Because what I'm going to talk about today is something a little different. <laughs> I talked about it about a year ago, and you'll know why in a little bit, but first there are a couple of things I really would like. There was a couple of things I really liked as a kid. One was Legos. I, I loved Legos. I got my first Lego set when I was eight years old. Um, you might ask, how did you remember that? Well, let me tell you the story. <laughs> For the first eight years of my life, I lived in a small town in southern Utah. I have awesome memories of that place as a kid. There were lots of playing outside and lots of playing in the dirt. And Well, that should be enough to know that oh, I loved it so much. I got to play a lot in the dirt, and I also worked a lot in the dirt, so good times. I remember at nighttime, we'd get together in the whole neighborhood. Well, neighborhood. A whole block would get together, and we'd, all the kids would play night games. And it was just, I just times that were really fun. I remember just having a lot of fun. And that, we lived there till I was about eight years old. And we ended up moving to Las Vegas um, at about when I was eight years old. And we, when we moved, we actually moved during Christmas break. And that's how I know I got this Lego set because I got that Lego set the, 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 the same time we moved to Las Vegas. It was just an awesome Lego set. It was, it was a tree castle. Yep, a castle that was a tree shape. <laughs> it was it was the night series, and I basically got the Robin Hood's castle. So the back opened up uh, into the inside, and the castle was showing a dungeon, and the front gate would open up, and then another there would be a sliding door that was was hooked to a string with a little crank, and you could actually raise and lower this door. I mean, it came with lots of little figure fi- Lego figures. That looked like Robin Hood, a couple knights, a couple horses. I mean, it was just a really cool Lego set. I remember just being super happy when I got that on Christmas. And I was so happy that I wanted to build it at that moment. But my parents thought, well, it'd be better to do it after the move. Because if we build it now, you're probably going to have to break it back down. You might lose some pieces. You might, or if you want to take it, it's going to take up a lot of space because you're going to build it. And it's actually kind of big, so... Matter, just leave it all packaged up. Once we get to Las Vegas, you can build it and play with it. I don't know how that happened, but I eventually they uh, but they eventually let me build it. So I was building it while everyone else was packing up and getting ready to move to Las Vegas. And it, what a wonderful memory! I remember my brothers did help me a little bit in building it because I was still pretty young, but just a wonderful memory. And I remember that we had to use a big box. One of the, I mean, so we had to use a big box just for my Lego castle. So we basically wasted a box just to put my Lego castle in there so it wouldn't break because I didn't want to take it apart. Or maybe, I don't know if it was me that wanted to take it apart. We just, we didn't, we ended up not taking it apart. And I took that, that Lego castle in, in a box all of its own, <laughs> or I could have just left it in its original box, it, it, which was a lot smaller, but no, I built it and we had to use a whole box just for my Lego set. And that's how I remember that I got that Lego set on my eighth birthday because it was right before we moved to Las Vegas. And I collected many Lego sets after that. And I'm, I'm the type of person that when I build it, I like to play with it as it's built. And I don't tear it apart. I leave it built. And then over time, I, I got quite a bit of Lego sets. And I had two shelves in, at home where it was just Lego sets. And I'd take them down every once in a while and play with them. But yeah, I was the person that kept them built. I didn't 
uh, break them down and then build them back up again. Once I built it, well, I did. I would break it down and build it back up again. But the majority of the time, I, I left them built, and I and I had two shelves where I kept the majority of of my Legos, and that was fun times. I really liked playing with Legos when I was a kid. And the second were were Marvel comics and comic cards. So I got into comics and comic cards in Las Vegas mostly because where I lived before in that little town in Southern Utah, there just wasn't much about comics there. I do remember that my that my favorite books at the school library were, were hardcover origin stories of The Incredible Hulk, Fantastic Four, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. And I say those four because those were the only four at the school library. So, I mean, I imagine if they had more, I would have read all of them. And I read, I remember reading those four a lot. And I read The Hulk the majority of the time. The Incredible Hulk was, I read that all the time. And this was pretty much my experience with comics in that small town. But in Vegas, it was a lot more easier to get comics. And most of my money that I had earned was spent on comic books and comic cards. Uh, I saw a picture taken of me a couple of years ago when I must have been, I don't know, 12 or 13 in my parents' living room. And I was on a couch, and my grandpa, who I called Lito, was on the other couch. And I was huddled under a light lamp reading a comic called, it was the New Fantastic Four uh, Volume 1. I still have that comic book. The New Fantastic Four, I mean, anyone that lists, that reads comics, it was Wolverine, the Grey Hulk, Spider-Man, and Ghost Rider. I mean, that's a pretty cool combination. I mean, I still wonder who took that picture and why, but I remember me reading that comic, and that picture brought back memories. So I read a lot of comics. My favorite Marvel character, of course, was the Incredible Hulk. I read everything about the Hulk. I mean, the Hulk was, was the best to me in Marvel. I even got my hands on the Incredible Hulk number two, and, and I had and I have his first fight against Wolverine, and, and I still have those comics. But it just wasn't the comic books. I also collected the comic cards. I was able to complete the very first two sets of Marvel comic cards. I mean, those are including the hologram cards, these special cards where you'd move them in the light and you could see different images with colors and stuff like that and that wasn't easy back then I mean you had to buy the set I eventually what I had to do I had to go to a comic store and actually buy the, the individual car that would they, they'd sell and they, was, and they were a little bit more expensive but I really wanted the full sets so that's what I did and I, I just really liked Legos and, and comics as, as a young kid and it still saddens me to this day because when I got into high school like kind of comics weren't as important in my life and I ended up selling these cards to others to make money to buy things that I wanted, like skateboard decks, trucks, bearings, and wheels. I mean, I had full sets in mint condition with hologram cards and thick plastic covers, and I just sold them off one at a time. I mean, I wish I would have saved those sets. So comics and Legos were a big part of my childhood, and, and they bring back awesome memories. I mean, I just good times when I was a kid. And I also still have a lot of knowledge about those characters, the fights, and the other thing is already the comics, and... I mean, I don't know how useful that knowledge is. I mean, I guess I'm kind of using it today in this podcast, but so it's got to have some type of usefulness, but, but overall, just great memories of my childhood. Well, today, there's something called the MCU, and the MCU, or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and most people that don't even care about comics knows what this is. I mean, it's been going on for 10 or 11, 11 years now, and it started in 2008 with, with a movie called Iron Man. I mean, I read a little bit of Iron Man, but he wasn't my my favorite character. But they also came out with a movie called The Incredible Hulk, 2008. And that was my favorite character, and that movie is awesome. 
Um, I really liked The Incredible Hulk. Others people didn't care for, but for me, it was just an awesome movie. I loved watching him fight against the Abomination. Characters you probably don't know, but I'm telling you because they were just really cool. And this, is, this has happened over the last 11 years. They've been making movies, and it's come to a point where all these movies have become interconnected, and, and characters go into other movies, and, and it's, it's one big world where all the characters move in, out, in and out of other movies. And it's really neat. It's, it's 22 films. And was, all these films are of the comic characters I read when I was young. So, I mean, it's something, it's really neat. What they're doing now, they're kind of getting into new characters that I didn't read much about, so it's kind of developing into something. But these first 22 movies, they, these, are, these are the comics that I read when I was a kid. And, of course, the Hulk being the most important to me, but... <clears throat> Excuse me, it's just really neat. And, and the really neat thing about these movies is, like I said before, they're all interconnected. It's like one big world, and it's never been done before. So you get to see all these, these characters jumping into other movies and helping out and stuff like that. And as these movies came together, these 22 movies, there's been two movies that kind of is ending everything. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, which came out last year, and I talked a little bit about that. And this year, it's called Avengers Endgame. It's the last movie. It's one that's closing everything. Avengers Endgame is going to close everything. And I actually got to see that movie yesterday. And that's why you're getting this podcast today and not yesterday. Because as you know, usually I will sh share a podcast on Thursday. But today's actually Friday. Because I want to watch that movie uh, before, I, before I share this, this, this podcast. Because it's just, these movies are really cool. They... They take me back to when I was a kid. I mean, when I'm in there, it feels like I'm a kid again. Uh, it brings all that back, and it, like I'm reading those comics all over again, but I'm seeing it in movie format where it almost looks real. I mean, what they can do with movies nowadays, it, it can almost look real, and it's just so cool to be taken back to those, those times where I just had so much fun reading and playing, and in this sense, reading those comics. And Infinity War, it was it was a good movie. Um, it had some sad parts, but the sad parts of the movie is not what kind of makes me nostalgic. It's what kind of makes me sad is knowing that those 22 movies or this whole universe that's taken 11 years to make is it's coming to an end. Or the, the, the characters that I loved reading, they're not going to be using as much. They're kind of re they're kind of moving on to new characters and that's kind of the side thing the sad thing but the movie was an excellent movie it was just a great way to bring it to an end but unfortunately it had to come to an end but it came to an end in a beautiful way I'm not going to spoil anything because I got to watch it one day before the United States because it came out here in Argentina one day before and if you guys haven't watched it of course I recommend watching it <laughs> but over these last couple of years of me talking to you guys, you've learned that there are some things that are calming, or you can say therapeutic. And when I talk about mostly, almost constantly, is, is playing in the dirt, or in other words, organic gardening. That's, that's one way that <clears throat> I can kind of let everything behind and, and just focus on one thing, um, brings you back to the, to the important things. I mean, I love it so much that that's why I'm writing a second book on it, the importance of playing in the dirt and your health. 
but there's there's other there's other ways that I kind of help relieve stress or calm down, or that are therapeutic to me. And one is cooking, cooking from raw materials, and especially raw materials from the garden or organic produce that I get from around here. And then actually seeing the people around me enjoy what I cook. I mean, that's actually therapeutic for me. That actually makes me feel really good. It brings me back to focus on the now. It's something that I really like to do. And and another more recent that I've started involving my life a lot more, and most people do this that want to alleviate stress or or come back to reality or come back to the now, is uh, me finding 15 minutes alone in a dark place, usually in my room, my legs crossed, on the floor, focusing my breath, or one thing at a time. Another kind of what a lot of people say, meditation. And this was really hard for me at the beginning. I mean, I remember when I first started doing it, I had a hard time. I was like, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to end? And the first couple of times, I actually didn't get to the end. I ended up just quitting because I just, it felt like it was eternal. It would never end. But nowadays, it's it's a time where I just let my shoulders just hang, completely relaxed. It almost feels like my my face is melting off because I relax the muscles so much on my face. And I enjoy focusing on my breaths or one or two positive things. And it just feels great when I hear that timer when it's all done, those 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, that felt great. It feels great. It's a great way to also bring you back into reality, into no, not really, into the present, into the present. And, well, I mean, like I with that whole meditation, I'm still, I've been doing it for a long time, but I've become a lot more um, focused on it lately, and it's, I still, my, my mind still wanders off, um, but I'm a lot better. And like I said, it feels great to be able to do it. And finally, enjoying movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So why was I talking all about this? these things that I like to do, the comics, the movies? Because that also takes me back to when I was a kid, and I really liked being a kid. And it helps me focus on one thing and be in the present. You would think, well, you're thinking about your past. No, I'm not thinking about my past. I'm thinking about the great times. And thinking of great times keeps you in the present. I mean, as a kid... I was able to do things, and it was just fun. I mean, I was organized as a kid. You'd ask my mom, and he'd, she'd say, yeah, you're definitely organized. I had all my clothes folded perfectly in my in my dresser drawer, and I did work, and I did chores. But overall, it was just a really good time. And to watch those movies and remember those those times, today, some 20 years later, it's really therapeutic. It's really calming, even though it's an action-packed, sad movie. It It keeps me in the now. And it's a great thing. It doesn't happen often because the movie comes out maybe every three to six months. But it is another way that really helps me just be in the now. I mean, life is tough, but that's a good thing. That means we're becoming better. But we need things to bring us back, to help us to be grounded. And those four things that I just talked about help me achieve that grounding. So playing in the dirt, uh, cooking with raw ingredients, meditating, and enjoying a good movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know those listening might find gardening to to be also be one. That's probably why they're listening, or or they're listening because they want to start in that path and find that therapeutic effect of gardening. 
not just the physical health, but also the, the mental well-being in their lives. And hopefully that's why you're listening if, if you don't already do it, or if you are, and that's you, you just like listening to that things, and that's why you're listening to this, to this podcast. But it's very important. Playing in the dirt is very important, not only on your physical health, but also on your mental well-being. So those are four ways that I reduce stress. Um, hopefully you use at least one of those, and hopefully it's gardening. And I would love to know what you guys do to ground yourself, to help reduce stress, to really help you be your best you, to help you stay in the moment. Because it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. We got a lot of, there's a lot of challenges and there's a lot of things to balance in life. How do you guys stay grounded? How do you guys stay focused on the now? Let me know in the comment section. Send me an email if you don't want to leave a comment and just want to send me something personal. Send me an email. I'd love to read it. I'd love to read all what you guys leave and read. Uh, what you send me, I mean. So don't forget to take a picture of your screen. Um, share it on Instagram. Tagging me at BenPageDC, and I'll tag you right back. Uh, share this if you know anyone that would get anything out of it. And most of all, and most importantly, you guys are awesome. Thanks for being awesome. And like I always say, let's live our lives just a little bit better. One episode at a time. We'll see you next time.